0: Hey there, deviants. Hope you're ready for an episode that's short on time and big on crime for today's (laughs) mini-sode.
1: Yes, hey Deviants, welcome back for a, another mini-sode. Patrick speaking, and I'm so glad that you're here with us for another week of Dark and Devious.
0: Yes, I'm I'm very pleased to have you all back, and I'm very excited to hear what you have for us today because you said that you had this already figured out like well in advance, so this must be something... Maybe like really big or ongoing, because if if it's something they already had planned, it's not something that just happened, even though there's, it seems like this last week, there's tons of crazy true crime stuff happening. I mean, so many mass shootings and like horrible stuff happening in the news, but you've got something else.
1: Yes, I do have something else. Um, and before I get into that, I guess this is like a little mini inside of a mini, because <laughs> speaking of crazy things going on, um, a woman in Florida this past week was being charged for assault when she got into an altercation with her girlfriend and didn't, did not use her own body to assault her girlfriend but held up her cat to the woman's face and used the cat claws to scratch her girlfriend's face.
0: That it's like okay, don't go impl- <laughs> in, like uh, implicating the cat now. I know. It's like, I could you imagine the like little tiny handcuffs for the cat would uh, <laughs> be like you're an accessory to battery mittens. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're going to the pound.
1: We're gonna put caps on your claws before we take you into custody. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, no, that's that's crazy.
1: Yeah. So um, anyway, so there's a lot more serious stuff going on in the world of true crime, but I yes. just had to share
0: that. Um, I, I love I do love a a weird little odd story like that. Uh, you know, usually you think of someone using a weapon or their fists or something. But using a cat to assault somebody, that's a new one on me.
1: Yes, it sure is. All right. But in all seriousness today, I am bringing a story to everyone that is very serious. Um, and Chris, you'll be well aware of the story. It is actually from a few years ago.
0: Oh, okay. But this
1: is a good time to bring it up because as mentioned at the top of last week's episode... Um, It is Ramadan right now for 2022. Mm -hmm. Um, We are on day 10 of Ramadan. And today I am going to be telling you and our listeners all about the bombing that took place in Bloomington, Minnesota on the Dal Farouk Mosque.
0: Oh, yes. I do remember this. This Mm -hmm. has some really weird twists and turns, and yeah, I just, I will let you go, go to it.
1: Okay, so again, this case is open and shut, but I think it's good to shed light on the amount of domestic and international terrorism that is brought upon the Muslim community, um, and so yeah, on August 5th of 2017, at about 5 a.m., Uh, central US time, an improvised explosive device detonated near the Dal Afarouk Mosque in Bloomington, Minnesota, damaging an imam's office, which an imam is a mosque leader, and sent smoke throughout the entire building. Thankfully, no one was hurt. Following the explosion, Mark Dayton, the governor of Minnesota, denounced the attack as an act of terrorism during a visit to the mosque. And to our listeners and to us, no surprise, President Trump and the White House were silent on the attack.
0: Gosh, it, it's already feeling like that was so long ago. I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, 2017, though, that was, that was the first like full year of the trump presidency
1: Mm -hmm. and a lot of things were going on in that first year. yes
0: i think uh, they were still trying to figure out what the heck they were gonna do because i don't think they thought they were going to win initially
1: (laughs) exactly um and aside from president trump not making any remarks on this domestic act of terrorism uh the presidential advisor sebastian gorka Actually, suggested that it was a hoax orchestrated by the left.
0: Oh, everything's always, everything that doesn't fit into your worldview is just doesn't exist or is made up. It's so ridiculous.
1: Yes. Following the attack, hundreds of community members gather at a soccer field near the Islamic Center on August 8th in a show of solidarity with the Muslim community. Muslim American community, Jewish and Christian faith leaders, locals, state officials, and U.S. Senator Al Franken were all in attendance. On March 13th of 2018, the FBI announced that they had arrested three suspects in connection to the bombing.
0: Which is crazy how quickly they're able to figure this out.
1: Oh, it was a, like... Very thorough FBI investigation going into this. These suspects were identified as former sheriff's deputy Emily Harry, who at the time was known as Michael Harry, but has since come out as transgender.
0: Which, that is a whole other twist to the story.
1: I know, because you, if you're already a member of a marginalized community, you typically, or I think you shouldn't have any prejudices towards another marginalized community because you know what it feels like.
0: Yeah, exactly. You would hope that there would be some sort of empathy there, but I guess not in this particular circumstance.
1: I guess not. Um, So again, Emily Harry, 47, Michael McWhorter, 29, and Joe Morris, 22, all of Clarence, Illinois. McWhorter allegedly stated that the motivation behind the bombing was to, quote, scare Muslims out of the United States because they push their beliefs onto everyone else.
0: Which is so not the case. I feel like I've got, like, in day-to-day life, uh, I have probably had more pressure from, like, Christians. Christians.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it. I was going to say, it. when you drive down the highway, how many... Jesus is the reason for the season, uh, and fellow type billboards. Do you see? And how many um, billboards do you see quoting text from the Quran?
0: Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen one ever.
1: Right. I'm not at all bashing Christianity because I think, yeah. that, you know, the majority of Christians are good hearted people. Hmm. Um, and I'm of course, saying.
0: it's it's just like there can be good and bad people from any walk of life
1: exactly and to your point earlier i i'm just saying there definitely are different religions within the united states that are more forceful than others and i feel like um islam is not one of them
0: right uh the like (laughs) it just makes me think of have you ever gotten uh like somebody who gave you they're like oh i'm going to give you a tip and then they give you a bill and then it turns out to be like one of those fake million dollar bills and it's all about like they're all like on the bill is like all about how like jesus saves oh, and stuff yes. like yeah 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 and it's like those are, those people should be punished <laughs> <laughs> because that is the the worst thing when you think that you're actually getting money and then it turns out to be fake money and right And it actually makes me not like them. (laughs) I feel like it does the opposite of what it's supposed to do. I completely agree
1: with that. (laughs) Yeah, you're totally right about that. So the three bombers, Harry, McWarthur, and Morris, were arrested on charges of possession of a machine gun. So that's how they initially got them.
0: I always think that's interesting because remember, in our our case from this last week involved a weapons charge too. Yeah, where that was kind of like get the foot in the door, like yeah, we we know you have an illegal weapon, and we're gonna while we're here, we're gonna take a look around. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like that was the way that the FBI got their foot in the door with these guys and found out that there was more there than just the weapons charge. Exactly.
1: And uh, also noted that the FBI had narrowed in on Emily Harry because she was connected to the Three Percenters, which is a far-right anti-government militia group.
0: Good to keep a tab on those people if you're the government.
1: (laughs) Yes, I feel so. That's that's one thing I can agree, our government's doing a good job. Um, so after their arrest and a five-week federal trial, a jury in Minnesota on December 9th, of 2020, convicted Hari of five separate charges relating to property destruction and threats of force against the free expression of religious belief.
0: And that's a really key point right there because I feel like a lot of times people who commit these acts of violence, especially against a religious minority. Uh, they they are always like oh like well America's like this Christian country and like the founding fathers would hate this and uh, and like they'd hate to see what America's become. It's like, dude, you guys realize that you're you're going against the very foundational principles of the country that was set up by these like founders that you supposedly love so much. Like maybe try and read the text sometime and instead of just like pulling what you want out of it because hello (laughs) freedom of religion is right there at the very beginning yep
1: sure is because uh sure the pilgrims came over as christians but they came over for religious freedom
0: right they were being uh they were being persecuted in their own country and right you know so they were looking for freedom from that kind of tyranny over there. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's like, practice what you preach.
1: Yep. Um, So during their trial, which took place again uh, towards the end of 2019 and into the beginning of 2020, it was proven that during the summer of 2017, Emily Harris established a terrorist militia group called the White Rabbits, based out of Clarence, (laughs) Illinois.
0: Okay, one, that is a really dumb name. (laughs) It's like, isn't there a... There's a song called White Rabbit, isn't it? By the White Stripes. No, I want to say... Here, let me look it up real quick. Oh, I was right. It is Jefferson Airplane. Yeah, White Rabbit. There we go. All
1: right, well, maybe... Maybe Emily Harry really liked that song and named it the group (laughs) after that, I don't know. But shortly after establishing the group, um, Harry recruited the co-defendants, Michael Mithwarder and Joe Morris to join. Uh, And she equitted them, or outfitted rather, with uh, paramilitary equipment and assault rifles. On August 4th and 5th of 2017, Harry, McWhorter, and Morris rented a pickup truck and drove from Illinois to Bloomington, Minnesota to bomb the Dar al Farouk Islamic Center. Uh, Harry expressed that she targeted this Islamic Center specifically to terrorize Muslims into believing that they are not welcome in the United States and that they should ultimately leave the country.
0: Well, I wonder, like, why did they drive... Like hundreds of miles to do that here. So
1: I thought about this, and Harry stated that they that she uh, bombed the Da'afaruk Islamic Center with the message that they should leave the country. And I guess I should I should have said that at the top. Um, this is the same exact mosque that my husband and I would go to because um, it was close to our home. And the majority of the um, Muslim people worshiping there are refugees.
0: Oh, so they wanted they specifically chose, uh,
1: like a non-American-born Muslim center.
0: Yeah. So, so they wanted to they wanted to inflict the most harm on the the population that they saw as as unwelcome. Exactly. So uh, that makes that just like mm, makes me my blood boil even more about this because it's like here are people who are coming here to, for a better life. You know, usually that like or they're like trying to get away from maybe something that is happening, whether it's conflict or, um, or other hard times from wherever, whatever country they're coming to. America's always been this place where you can prosper and make a better life for yourself. That's what I want to say. Exactly. Um, And then to say that that's not for everybody though, is just, just rude.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So Harry McWhorter and Morris also detailed the events that took place on the morning of August 5th, 2017. And they said upon arrival around 5. AM at Harry's direction, Morris used a sledgehammer to break the window of the imam's office and threw a plastic container with a mixture of diesel fuel and gasoline into the office. Then, Harry directed McWhorter to lit the fuse on a 20-pound black powder pipe bomb and throw it into the broken window. McWhorter and Morris ran back to the truck where Harry was waiting in the driver's seat. The three men sped away from the building and drove back to Illinois. So as mentioned earlier, no one was injured during this explosion. However, there were many people within the center gathering for prayers, just not in that particular wing. So had they chosen a different wing or a different like office, Mm -hmm. this could have been deadly.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: I mean, a 20 pound pipe bomb, that's going to do some damage.
0: Yeah, even if it was compiled, like, crappily, there's probably enough powder in there to make quite an explosion.
1: Right. Uh. McWhorter and Morris pled guilty to crimes relating to the incident, accepting the possibility of a 35-year sentence in prison, but hoped for sentencing leniency after testifying against Emily Harry at their trial. Harry faced a minimum federal prison sentence of 35 years. Wow. Minimum. Uh Uh-huh. And on September 13th of 2021, she was sentenced to 53 years in prison.
0: Dang. And already was 40 some years old. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that it's like, well, you're going to be old, old lady by the time you're out of there. Yes.
1: Yes. Deputy Attorney General Lisa O. Monaco said, Harry sought to terrorize an entire faith community. Today's sentence makes clear that such acts of hate-fueled terror will not be tolerated. The Dar al-Farouk community has shown powerful strength and resolve during this case. As demonstrated by this verdict and sentence against Harry, the Justice Department will prosecute hate crimes to the full extent of the law, including those targeted at places of worship and other religious sites. And then, today the person responsible for the 2017 bombing at the Dar al Farouk Mosque has been sentenced to 50 years in prison, said acting attorney W. Anders Folk of the District of Minnesota. And uh, attorney Folk went on to credit the Minnesota's justice system for condemning this act of hate and fully embracing and supporting the muslim community
0: wow uh uh, what about the other two guys did they also get they got they
1: both got time um but it was limited time because they cooperated in their trials at condemning emily harry
0: okay so that that worked out in their favor and yeah sounds like They got the mastermind. They got the mastermind.
1: And I did, I didn't include this in the um, script that I wrote for this episode, but Emily Harry quoted saying that she chose these two um, assistants, I guess, uh, accomplices, uh, because she said they were less educated. I decided to leave that out as an actual fact, because even the most well-educated people can be, discriminatory as fuck like Mm -hmm. they can still be just as hateful just because you have a high level of education does not mean that you make sound decisions and have a um well moral sense of being you know
0: right it makes me wonder if like she was looking for henchmen not Mm -hmm. not you know not planners Right. She wanted doers. She wanted just people who could follow her directions. And it's it's kind of funny because it's like, well, these guys that you thought were too dumb to be, you know, the masterminds are now testifying against you and making sure that you spend a long time in prison. Yes. Uh, so I don't know. I just I think that's a, almost a little bit of uh, kind of just desserts there, too, for. be like i guess you you picked the wrong guys
1: yeah no i completely agree with you um but yeah so thankfully emily harry is behind bars that was in 2021 so she's got 52 more years to go and hopefully we don't have a lenient parole hearing
0: yeah uh it's like i'm sorry when you when you intend to, like you said, terrorize an entire faith community. Uh, yeah, you you're going to you're going to sit back and think about what you did for every single year that you got sentenced.
1: Exactly. Um, and hopefully, I mean, a lot of people go to prison and come out more corrupt than when they went in. Mm-hmm. So hopefully she's not influencing other people. Right. Behind bars.
0: Yeah. who will get and, out
1: before her. hmm
0: and also it i mean when you think about it too is that every time an act like that is successful uh it does impact other people's decisions like if even one person was like i don't know if coming to the united states is safe for me um or if i don't think staying in the united states is safe for me like mm-hmm. that is that is some like tertiary damage that can be done. And, yeah. and, and hopefully this is also discouraging for anybody else thinking about doing anything like that, because like, one, you will get caught. And two, when you're prosecuted, you're going to go away for a really long time. Right. So even if you have, uh, anti whatever, like whether it's a faith or a type of person or a race or whatever, like you keep your thoughts to yourself and you you just live with that like it'll probably fester into cancer or something <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah
1: to to further your point about um how it affecting people's decisions like should i move to america should i stay in america um i read quotes from so as mentioned i attended this mosque myself um there is a school attached to it in elementary school uh so our mosque actually like it wasn't you think of it like a prayer setting it was actually the gymnasium where we would go with our prayer rugs and we would set up in the gymnasium uh and listen in there because it is essentially a school and there were quotes from parents saying they were this was like two years after the bombing they were still scared to send their children to that school And there were children who were old enough to remember the bombing attack that they would think about it. You know, like I'm going to go to school today. Is there going to be another bombing attempt Mm -hmm. at my
0: school? Like how sad is it to think of children worrying about, Oh, will I be killed at school today? Because my school has my, the building that my school is in has been attacked before.
1: Right. And because everyone that goes to the school is the same exact population because it is, it's not like an open school. It's a a Muslim elementary school. Oh, okay. Um, So like everyone there follows the Islamic faith, and schools are already, already a prime target for violent acts of hate added on to the layer of being a member of a marginalized, discriminated community hmm. So it's just like. Yeah, but. no
0: kid, every kid should should feel safe going to school, like exactly. no matter what school it is, no matter what faith community, whatever, you know, whatever you look like on the outside, like no kid should have to like. Fear for their lives just in going to school and Period. no person, regardless of age should
1: fear for their lives going to their religious institute
0: exactly yeah
1: you know i mean religious hate crimes cover all all religions like we've Mm -hmm. seen when the Christchurch, new zealand gun attack happened like Mm -hmm. that had me really worried for my family uh, because i was like it was a because that was a big major one that was like huge um there was the synagogue shooting about mm-hmm. three years ago uh, that made national news. And then there was the Southern Baptist Church shooting about three or four years ago. So, and mm-hmm. that's like Christianity. It really doesn't matter what religion you are. Everyone is always under attack for what they believe and what they practice.
0: Right. And it's it's <clears throat> nothing new, sadly. No. Uh, well, we can just hope for a better future and and that learning about these things gives us more empathy for others yes and that we'll um, you know, just hope that nothing like this ever happens again so um sadly that's a
1: probably unfulfilled hope but i do agree let's hope for a better yes. future yes you know yeah. Um but anyways yeah so given that it is Ramadan i just wanted to share a story highlighting that globally the islamic religion is one of the most targeted when it comes to hate crimes and mm-hmm. you know i i don't see why it's such an issue but unfortunately it is and i know all of our listeners will love and support the islamic community Um, But if anyone was unaware of that attack, I just want to get that out there, let it be known that it is an ongoing issue. And that's all I kind of have for that.
0: Nice. It was very good, seasonally appropriate, and a personal touch on it, and something that uh, should definitely not be forgotten. Uh, Oh, it's crazy to think that that was just not that long ago. I mean, I feel like so many things are always happening all at once. Uh, it's good to be reminded of these things that even just happened recently. So mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that story today. Now I can see why you were very enthusiastic about telling this story.
1: Yes. Um, and for um, anyone who cares to follow our Instagram or Facebook pages, I will be posting a photo of the Daw faruq Islamic Center and the terrible person that is emily harry on our socials and instagram and facebook at dark and devious podcast
0: excellent all right well if that's all we have for today thank you all for listening and until next time bye